Hey y'all, it's Carmen. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I hope that you've had a great week and we're in this full on in this Christmas season and I hope everything is going well with you. Before we start jumping into our scripture, I want to start today um, with looking at some traditional English proverbs. Some of these, I'm sure, I'm definitely sure we've all heard, and probably a lot of these we have all actually said, um, they've come out of our mouth. So I thought it'd be fun to start off today with some of these. I'm just going to read them. I'm not really going to discuss them. Just kind of sit back and reflect on them as I, as I go through and read them. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. A cat may look at a king. A rolling stone gathers no moss. A stitch in time saves nine. All's well that ends well. A watched pot never boils. Carpe diem, seize the day. Don't count your chickens until they hatch. Don't cut off your nose to spite your face. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. The early bird catches the worm. Fine words butter no parsnips. Now that is one I have never heard. Get your ducks in a row. Glass half full. In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. Live and let live. Not my cup of tea. Once bitten, twice shy. People who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Revenge is a dish best served cold. Stick in the mud. Still waters run deep. Take the bull by the horns. Throw out the baby with the bathwater. Time waits for no man. And too many cooks spoil the broth. Now, some of those I have said, some of those I have never even heard of, but that was fun. So let's look into what the Bible has to say, these next five Proverbs. So a lot of times we, we can live by these secular Proverbs and think that there's something that perhaps originated from the Bible. Oh, yeah, it says that in the Bible. Not really knowing what the Proverbs of the Bible talks about. And so this is a a study of getting to know the Proverbs a little bit better. I want us to begin in chapter 22. I know I'm going a little out of order, but I think it's very important to remember these verses in chapter 22, verses 17 through 21. Again, right here, smack dab in the middle of these everyday, these quote, everyday Proverbs. Uh, wisdom for all people, we see this reminder. Uh, Verse 17, pay attention and listen to the sayings of the wise. Apply your heart to what I teach, for it is pleasing when you keep them in your heart and have all of them ready on your lips, so that your trust may be in the Lord. I teach you today, even you. Have I not written 30 sayings for you, sayings of counsel and knowledge, teaching you true and reliable words? so that you can give sound answers to him who sent you. So just a quick reminder and overview. Now let's flip back to chapter 20 
And I'm going to pull out just a few things from each chapter. The word sluggard in chapter 20 appears several times um, in verses 4 and 13. But in the whole book of Proverbs, you see the word sluggard 14 times. So I thought I'd dig a little into what this word means. It's obvious. We know what it means. It means lazy. But a little bit deeper than that, it actually means slothful. So I thought, well, let me let me look up and do some research on the sloth. So we know it's probably it's considered the slowest mammal that's on the earth. It travels at a speed of 0.17 miles per hour. 0.17 miles per hour. And this is its max when it's threatened by a predator. Traveling at this speed, it would take a sloth nine and a half hours to go one mile. Compared to a raccoon who's, who can travel at 15 miles per hour, and even a jaguar that can travel at 50 miles per hour. So if you think about that, do any of us want to be considered a sloth or sluggard? Not doing what we need to do, like verse 4 says, in season, so that when the time for harvest comes, there's nothing for us to gather. Also in verse 13 tells us that the sluggard or those who love sleep will grow poor. I want us to look at some more about sluggards. Let me turn my page. There's a chart in my study Bible that lists the differences between the diligent and the lazy. And I'm just going to run through the way that a lazy person is characterized. They are soon poor. They sleep during harvest. They are an annoyance. Chase fantasies. They will become slaves. Waste good resources. Want much but get little experience poverty, have trouble all through life, are like those who destroy. They will go hungry. They won't feed themselves. They won't plow in season. They love sleep and will grow poor. They make hasty speculations. They love pleasure and become poor. They desire things but refuse to work for them. They are full of excuses for not working. Sleep too much, which leads to poverty, and experience poverty because of laziness. So let's not be that sluggard. That could even be in our spiritual lives. Is there something that we have, God's told us to do, but yet we're being lazy on it or dragging our feet? If we don't, quote, plow the spiritual field in season, will there be a spiritual harvest that we'll get to experience? Probably not. All right, let's jump into chapter 21. This is, well, there's three verses that I want to focus on that talk about making plans. Now, we're all, you know somebody that's a planner, ultra planner, maybe that's even you. We all like to make plans. We all like to maybe have a to-do list. That's one way that we can all feel like we're in, have some type of control, but the Proverbs tell a different story. Verses 2, 5, and 30 in chapter 21 talk about how the Lord is the one who makes plans, who knows, weighs the heart of our plans. And there's something, there's part of a commentary 
as I was doing my studying that I want to read to you. Before that, I want to talk about two uh, notes in my, in my study Bible. On verse 2, it says that people can find an excuse for doing almost anything, but God looks behind the excuses to the motives of the heart. We often have to make choices in areas where the right action is difficult to discern. We can help ourselves make such decisions by trying to identify our motives first and then asking, would God be pleased with my real reason for doing this? God is not pleased when we do good deeds only to receive something in return. And in verse 5, it says the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. My study Bible comments that faithful completion of mundane task is a great accomplishment. Such work is patiently carried out according to a plan. Diligence does not come naturally to most people. It is a result of strong character. Don't look for quick and easy answers. Be a diligent servant of God. Which goes against this whole sluggard idea that we were talking about in the previous chapter. Okay, verse 30 says that there is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. And in Gill's exposition of the Bible, it says that no human schemes, whatever, formed with the greatest wisdom and prudence can ever prevail against God or set aside or hinder the execution of any design of His. Nothing that is pointed against His church, His calls and interests, His truths and ordinances, in the issue shall succeed. All that are found fighters against him shall not prosper. Let them be men of ever so much sagacity and wisdom. Though there may be ever so many devices in a man's heart, and these ever so well planned, they shall never defeat the counsel of the Lord. So God makes the plans. We see this also in Acts 5.39. And in this point, the church was just getting started. They had been persecuted and they were brought before this Jewish council. And one man stands up and he's he's the probably the wisest one here because he says in verse 39, talking about the the movement, this Jesus movement. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourself fighting against God. Why don't we seek the Lord for the plans that he would have us to make? How does he want our life to go and follow that? Okay, moving on to chapter 22. Now, here we take a turn, and I want to focus in on some our parental responsibility in raising children and helping them to gain wisdom and understanding. You see this in verses 6. And 15, verse 6 says, Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Verse 15 says that folly is bound up in the heart of the child, but the rod of discipline will drive it far from him. Now, what I want to make a point here is that appropriate discipline is what parents are asked to do. Appropriate discipline should come from a place of love. On into chapter 22, we get the answer to this question. So what do we teach our children? Verse 5 tells us that we are to teach our children to guard their souls 
and stay away from the paths of the wicked, because there lies thorns and snares. Verse 7 tells us to teach our children that the borrower is servant to the lender. We can have very practical application to that verse. And then verse 24, we are to teach our children who's appropriate friends for them. Verse 24 says, do not make friends with a hot-tempered man and do not associate to one easily angered. And verse 25 continues to say, or you may learn his ways and get yourself ensnared. We're to teach our children how to appropriately pick their friends. If you look into chapter 23, verses 13 and 14, there is more instruction for parents talking about how we are to discipline our children. An undisciplined child grows up to be an undisciplined adult, an undisciplined employee, an undisciplined husband or wife, an undisciplined church member, member of, of a society. So we are doing our children a service when we discipline them appropriately from a place of love. So parents, take that to heart. It's not too late to start disciplining your children. And it doesn't have to be with a belt, (laughs) with a paddle, anything like that. It can just be talking to them and helping them to see there was a better way of their actions. They had a choice. They could have chosen better. So think about that. All right. Verse 23 Verses 1 through 8 tells us that we need to restrain ourselves and be aware of whose company that we are keeping. Another lesson that we can teach our children. Verses 22 through 25 tell us that children bring joy and delight to their parents when they live with wisdom operating in their lives. Again, another responsibility that parents are asked to teach their children how to operate in a way that is wise. And that brings us joy as parents. That brings us delight when our children are operating with wisdom. Okay, and then the last section of verse 23, which I think is important for us to bring out, is verses 29 through 35, which talks about those who linger over wine. It's what my translation says. The word linger here means to loiter, to delay, or to procrastinate. And then those verses continue to talk about and describe a person who is drunk on wine. And being drunk on wine is something that an unwise person is going to do. Don't get confused here because we saw in chapter um, 9 that wisdom That party that we had with wisdom, she set her table with wine. So wine in and of itself is not bad, but there are dangers to wine. It dulls the senses. It limits clear judgment. It lowers the capacity for control. These are all in the Proverbs. It destroys a person's efficiency. Here's the point. To make wine an end in itself, a means of self-indulgence, or as an escape from life, is to misuse it and invite the consequences of the drunkard. So enjoy a glass of wine. 
enjoy that. That's fine. But don't let it be where you self-indulge. You try and escape from some issue that's going on in your life. Because when you sober up, that issue is going to be right there waiting for you. Chapter 24. Three points I want to make out of chapter 24, verses 11 and 12, says to rescue those being led away to death, hold back those staggering towards slaughter. If you say, but we knew nothing about this, does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who guards your life know it? Will he not repay each person according to what he has done? I want to encourage you, and this verse does the same, to don't turn a blind eye to something that we know is wrong, something that we know we could step in and be a help to. You know, in my line of work in the pro-life ministry, me, Carmen, I'm not going to go to Washington and I'm not going to stop the law that legalized abortion. I'm not going to go to the abortion clinics, walk in and shut the place down. But what I can do is in my local neighborhood, I can help a real person, a real lady that's facing an unplanned pregnancy who's thinking about taking that choice to abort her child. I can say, you know what? There's a better way and I can help you with that. Don't turn a blind eye to when you know that something is wrong, and then you know that you can be a person that can help. All right, verse 19 says, Do not fret because of evil men or be envious of the wicked. And when I read that, I was reminded of Psalm 37, where David, in the first nine verses, he says, Do not fret because of evil men. Do not fret. He says that three times. So I'm one, I wonder, had, had Solomon heard these instructions from his father, David, and found that they were true. So true that he wanted to, in fact, pass them along to his son. The word fret here means to heat oneself to vexation. We can't do that over the evil that's happening. But we can do is help, help fight against that evil by doing what is good and what is right and what is wise. Okay, I want to conclude with Proverbs twenty twenty seven, it says, The lamp of the Lord searches the spirit of man. It searches out his inmost being. This concludes our section, Wisdom for All. How about we live like we believe this verse? How about we live like we know it? In our hearts, we've experienced it. We know that God shines a light on our spirit inside of our hearts. He searches us out and he knows the motives in which we operate. And let's ask for wisdom because it's available. And when God does search our hearts, may he find wisdom there. And may our wisdom, the wisdom we get from him, guide our steps, our thoughts, our words, and that it all be pleasing to him. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for this day and thank you for my friends. God, I pray that you would help us to not be lazy, to not turn a blind eye to those who are being led away to the slaughter, whatever that may mean. I pray that we would be parents who take our responsibility to discipline our children, to help them to gain wisdom and understanding. We would take that seriously. 
God, I pray that we would be faithful in the mundane tasks, that we would be diligent in the things that you've asked us to do. And I pray that our lives will be characterized by wisdom, that we would allow you to direct our paths, to make plans, and then we would follow you in those plans, knowing that you search our hearts and you know what's in our inmost parts. God, we love you. We thank you for Jesus. We pray all of this in his name. Amen. All right, y'all. Thank you for joining me today. Next week, we're going to look at chapters 25, 26, and 27. So I'd encourage you to go ahead and take some time to read over those. Just three chapters for next week. And this will begin our section on wisdom for leaders. And as we know, as we've established, we're all leaders in some way, whether in our home, in our workplace, in our church, whether we want to be or not, somebody is following us or looking to us to see how we're going to react. May we be wise in that, and we're going to learn more about it next week. I hope to see you then. God bless. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I sure hope you have been encouraged by our talk. Join me next week for another new episode. Meet me right back here then. If you have been blessed by this podcast, please rate us, subscribe, and share with a friend. I would also love to hear from you. You can email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com. Let me know where you are listening from and how I can be praying for you. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.